Hi, welcome back to Gridlocked. My name is Tracy Taylor. I am a Seattle area traffic reporter, and this is my podcast. Uh, I'm thankful for all of you for tuning in, chiming in, sending me emails, and tweeting at me on all of my social platforms or sending me messages. You can find me on Twitter, and that's Tracy T. Traffic. You can find me on Facebook, that's Tracy Taylor Traffic, or you can find me at my own personal website. That's TracyTaylorTurner.net. All right, so let's dive right in and talk about what's happening in the uh, land of transportation and mobility here in the Seattle area. And a couple of things that we touched on last week, so I'm just going to recap, is the three big projects that are going to happen on Highway 2 that are going to start up and fire up real soon. This is going to play a big impact on your commute for the summer, no question if you use Highway 2. One of which was an... um, A project that was started last spring and summer, they needed a lot of dry weather, and that's on Highway 2 across the trestle. Uh, They needed six dry weekends. They got four. And so they're hoping to kind of get things wrapped up on Highway 2. Uh, Once again, between uh, Highway 204 and across the trestle up to the I-5 merge with this repaving project, let's keep our fingers crossed that Mother Nature wants to get this project done. Just as many drivers out of uh, Lake Stevens and Snohomish County and Coming off the trestle, want to get that done. Now, that's not the only project that's happening on Highway 2. There's going to be a couple of other closures, one of which is uh, from Bickford to Gold Bar. Now, all lanes are going to be repaved on Highway 2, and that's from Bickford to the eastern edge of Monroe. Now, the good news is, is a lot of this road work is going to happen in the overnight hours. And so that's going to reduce the road down to one lane. And you're going to find this to be, uh, again, weather dependent, you know, Crews can't get the pavement down when they have wet weather. You need dry conditions and for a lengthy amount of time to get that cement laid down or pavement laid down. Uh, So, again, we're going to keep our fingers crossed that Mother Nature wants to work with DOT this summer and spring and get some of that roadway repaved. The other project on Highway 2, now make this the third one, uh, this is the resurfacing project that's going to happen from Index to Skycomish. Now, if you drove to Stevens Pass over the winter, you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that roadway is, oof, it's it's really, really rough. It's woof, it's rough. Uh, You've got a lot of potholes, you've got a lot of cracked cement, you've got just a lot of everything thrown at you and a lot of flat tires from what I heard from drivers with those potholes being so big. So again, this is a resurfacing project, two three-mile sections of the road near Index and Skycomish. It's going to be done in five stages. Now let's break this down so you understand and um, you're not taken by surprise on this one. First one is the road repair. They've got to do that road work. They've got to fill the potholes. They've got to, you know, take care of everything on those uh, two, three-mile stretches of road. Then they've got to do the crack ceiling. Now, I know you've heard this before. DOT has mentioned it on, you know, all of our uh, – if you catch me in the morning on Cairo 7 TV, you've heard me talk about this before – uh, crack sealing is to go in with it like a hot sealant and they apply it to the cracks in the roadway. You know, you see that really weird kind of shape there. This is not like grinding down and repaving over the whole thing. They're just going to seal it up. Then they're going to do the surface preservation. Then you've got the final sealant and then you've got the striping work. Now, this is going to cause some lane reductions or, yeah, you're going to see some lanes reduced in that area, uh, just down to one lane. 
anywhere between 20-minute delays for most of it, but you could see delays up to 45 minutes in some phases of a lot of these projects. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Also, for drivers, uh, guess what? Highway 9, you're getting a new roundabout at 108th Street Northeast in Marysville. Now, the height of the hill on 108th heading to Highway 9, according to the Everett Herald, is also going to be reduced to lengthen the driver's sight line as you approach that intersection. So, once again, a brand new roundabout will be installed for drivers on Highway 9 at 108th. Okay, so let's dive into the Washington State Ferries. I know we've talked about this for a couple of weeks. And Washington State Ferry Riders, you know, this week was Earth Day. And uh, they have rolled out uh, a new two-year launch sustainability action plan. And this is outlining goals and actions for greener ferries and terminals. So according to DOT on this one, this plan includes initiatives to protect the orca whales, reduce greenhouse gas emissions, improve air quality, reduce waste, and other ways to make the ferry system sustainable or at least more sustainable. You know, the Washington State Department of Transportation and the Washington State Ferries all together have really done uh, their job over the years to really make it a greener work environment, not only for them, but for drivers and, and using more sustainable materials when it comes to a lot of our road projects. Whether or not that's going to be working out for us is yet to be determined. I mean, some of this stuff just started happening within the last couple of years. So uh, has for longevity for some of these materials, it's yet to be seen. So with the Washington State Ferries, their new plan addresses some of the challenges that the ferry system um, faces. Now, one that took me by surprise, I mean, don't get it twisted. I knew that they used a lot of fuel, but the ferries are the largest consumer of diesel fuel in Washington State. That was surprising to me. They burn more than 18 million gallons each year, and its operations generate the most carbon and other greenhouse gas emissions within the state transportation system. How about that? Well, according to DOT, their plan lays out actions to go beyond carbon dioxide emissions reduction requirements under state law. So, again, this is over the next couple of years, uh, but... The other good news, and this always makes my heart very, very happy because if you've ever been on a ferry and you've been fortunate enough to see an orca whale, I'm telling you, it is some of the most majestic, some of the most beautiful things you will ever see ever. Well, Washington State Ferries, uh, they are helping to protect the orca whale population. Now, they are already in place, have slowing down ferries to some of the routes to reduce the underwater noise. I'm a fisherwoman, all right? I love to fish. I know when I go out with my husband, when we were in the boat, we're going out fishing, we don't always use the big motor, especially when we're in an area or a vicinity where we know the fish are biting or at least they're showing up on our fish finder. Uh, we use the trolling motor. The trolling motor makes a lot less noise for the fish, so your fish, you don't scare them off. Well, that's exactly what the fairies is doing as they are slowing down some of the ferries. So it doesn't make that noise and the vibration to scare off some of the orca whales. They are stopping work at terminal construction sites if mammals or marine mammals 
are in the vicinity. So we're talking sea otters, whales, seals. If they're anywhere around that area, they're going to stop. They're going to wait till they leave and then they'll resume working. They've reduced speed on changing courses if the crews do spot whales in and around the ferry. And they're also reporting orca sightings to local partners such as the Orca Network. So again, kudos to the Washington State Ferries and what they're doing with this new Sustainability Act. Okay, now another road project I want you to put on the radar screen. As we go into the spring and summer, you've got Revive I-5. I know we've touched on that. We've talked, uh, we just briefly talked about um, Highway 2 and the resurfacing projects. How about another one? 520. It's called the Rest of the West. And this is a project that, uh, well, starts up here this spring. And it's the Montlake project. So they've got a lot of construction on the 520 floating bridge. You know, the ramps to nowhere. Those are nowhere. (laughs) But they've got the new Montlake project. Now, this spring, they are going to be, or they, I should say, the Washington Department of Transportation is going to be building stronger bridge structures. It's a new West Approach Bridge over Union Bay. Now, this is to withstand earthquakes and replacing the 55-year-old bridge. Again, you're like, wait, well, how long is this going to take? Well, they're going to fire it up. DOT gives it the project timeline anywhere between four and five years. Now, they are going to upgrade the Montlake Interchange with improved on and off ramps. You're going to see a brand new landscaped Montlake lid with a bike and pedestrian bridge over the highway. Again, this is firing up here real soon. Project timeline, four to five years. The other projects that are slated to happen, uh, of course, there's just a ton of them. I can't even go into detail on how many projects that they are still uh, working on on the 520 floating bridge. But most of them start up either next year and some of them start up in 2023. So within the next four to five years as well. So a lot to cover. Uh, when it comes to the 520 floating bridge and the upcoming construction projects. You know, I've got my finger on the pulse when it comes to what's happening on the roads, mobility-wise, construction-wise. It's something that I kind of live for. Uh, you know my you know my love for all things traffic. Okay, so I talked about this um, briefly about a couple of projects that I'm working on. Of course, uh, last week we talked about the HOV lane project. We've talked about a zipper merge. I know a lot of you always reach out to me on my social platforms and you're like, Tracy, we have to start educating drivers on how to properly zipper merge. Well, guess what, guys? I'm working on something right now. I hope you will join me uh, within the next couple of weeks or so, you'll find me over on Cairo 7 every morning from 4.30 to 7 a.m. I'm working on a project right now with my photographer, Brian Stahl, on zipper merging. And so it's uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a really wide array of people talking about how they feel about it and, of course, the proper way to and not to zipper merge. But that's not the only project that I'm working on. As if working two jobs is not enough with uh, Cairo TV in the morning and then Cairo Radio in the afternoon, maintaining a website at tracytaylorturner.net, and then, of course, this podcast, well, I figured I'd take it one step further. YouTube. 
Yes, friends, I have a YouTube channel up right now. You can search my name, Tracy Taylor. I have some previous work clips up there. Um, that's just for me that I thought I felt as if that were some of my best work. Uh, but you're going to start to see not only the grid lock podcast uh, here on iTunes and on the website, but we're going to take it to YouTube. Yeah, you're going to start to see more uh, content um, from me about traffic and mobility in the state of Washington and here in Western Washington now on YouTube. You're going to see those videos pop up here real soon. So yeah, I'm a busy girl, but is it worth it? Absolutely. If you're in the know, then I've done my job. I always feel like I get stressed out and I feel like if I'm not letting you know what's happening, then I'm not doing my job properly. So again, thank you for not only tuning into this podcast, but following me as well over on Cairo 7. If you're uh, not in the state of Washington, um, yeah, it's the CBS affiliate. I'm there every morning from 730 or sorry, from 430 to 7 a.m. Hope you'll join us as we are in studio giving you the latest when it comes to local headlines, traffic and weather. But you can also follow me on my afternoon shift as well for all things traffic. And that is on Cairo 7 97.3. So a lot of uh, places that I'm touching right now, but it's so worth it in the long run. Thank you again for not only subscribing, but for listening to this podcast. And I'll see you next week.